going to sing something. We're going to declare something. So I'm going to start singing. Y'all just jump in. You're more to me. You're more to me. So I give you everything. You're more to me. You're more to me. So I give you all of me. You're more to me. You're more to me. So we give you everything. You're more to me. You're more to me. So we give you all of me. You're more to me. You're more to me. So we give you everything. You're more to me. You're more to me. So we give you everything. You're more to me. You're more to me. So we give you everything. You're more to me. You're more to me. So we give you everything. You're more to me. You're more to me. So I give you everything. You're more to me. You're more to me. So I give you all of me. You're more to me. You're more to me. So I give you everything. You're more to me. You're more to me. So I give you all of me. Isn't he good, y'all? Isn't he worthy? Jesus, you're so good. You're so kind. I've been thinking a lot about his, like just his goodness, like over the past few days. Like about how like good he, he truly is, you know? And it's like, I don't, I don't think we'll ever come into an understanding of how good he is. Like I think that, that we, will, we will never fully understand it, you know? Because it's like, even though we're, we mess up and we fall short, it's like he's still good. You know, that like my not being good doesn't dictate his goodness. He's still good to me, even though I may fail him or I may be in disobedience, you know? And it's like, he's still good. And it's, it's so hard to fathom that. And I was just thinking about like, like how we can take this stance in our hearts of Lord, I never want that to be grow common. I never want your goodness to be common to me. And so I'm going to position myself at your feet in this place of wonder and beholding you. Because when we lose our wonder, we lose that place of keeping him in our heart, right? We, like we, 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 we overestimate his goodness, if that makes sense. Or underestimate. One of the two. But he's so good. And I don't ever want to understand it. I want to see a new facet of his kindness and his mercy and his grace every day forever, you know? Because we're never going to understand it, so we might as well just partner with it and enjoy it. <laughs> I was thinking about like, like my daughter, Kyla, like... 
Like I can tell her the littlest things and she is like our hype girl. Like, hey, I bought bread today. And she's like, what? Like she's excited, you know? Like she thinks I'm a winner. I'm just like, okay, bread winner. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> pun intended. And I was, you know, it's like, it's that wonder that keeps us in that childlike place, you know, where we're always beaming, looking at our father, looking at our daddy, you know? And so may we never lose our wonder. A couple of weeks ago, we were going to the Abide Conference, and uh, I was sharing with the, our carpool um, that the Lord had woke me up the night before, and I just heard him say, I'm found in the obscurity. And so I, like, get up out of bed, and I'm like, Google, what does obscurity mean? Because <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I didn't know what that meant, but I knew it was a word. I've heard it before. And um, obscurity means, like, the unknown or if you are living in obscurity, you're living in a place where no one knows your name. Like you're hidden, like nobody knows about you. You're unknown, you're, you're unlisted. Um, and so it was from that moment, the Lord began really like speaking to my heart about finding him in the obscurity. Like in those places maybe I don't normally look for him at or... I don't expect him to be in those parts of my day and those, those, those moments where it's usually like, I'm not looking for him. He's wanting to be found there, you know? And I felt like it was this invitation to meet with him and to know him and to grow with him in places where I haven't been. Are y'all following me? Because I don't know about you guys, but I don't have it all figured out. <laughs> I'm not walking in heaven right now. I mean, you know, like, I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say with that, but just erase. Um, <laughs> he's so good, you guys, and he wants to be found in the places we're not even looking for him. You know, there's always more. Like, there's so much more, you guys. We are barely tapping the, like, tapping the, sur scratching the surface, whatever. When we were in worship, I was just asking the Lord, like, Lord, what do you want me to give you? What can I give you today? And he said, it's simple. I want everything. Y'all, he wants everything. He wants every piece of our heart. He wants the entire throne. He doesn't want to share it. He doesn't want to share it with fear. He doesn't want to share it with our family. He doesn't want to share it with good things. Because they're not necessarily him. He wants everything. Everything. He's jealous. He's jealous for our affection. He's jealous for that place, that throne in our heart. And so I feel like this morning and, and today, like he's saying like, hey, I want you to give me everything. I saw a vision during worship and I saw like a bed up here and I saw myself going and getting in it and laying down and it lit on fire. And he said, your bedroom must become an altar. That place of intimacy is a thing, a place where you, you bring things to let me consume them so I can consume you because you're mine. He wants everything. He wants all of us. That means saying yes when he's calling us into things we don't want to let go of. When he's calling us into this land, it's like, Lord, I'm a lot more comfortable over here, you know? Like bringing him glory and doing what he's calling us to do has to be greater than our comfort level. It has to be greater. He has to be the main thing. He has to be the greater thing, the best thing. He wants everything. He wants it so bad that he gave us everything. 
And so I want to encourage you to, Lord, search my heart. We love you. I really wanted to, uh, I didn't want to, whenever I knew I was going to speak this morning, like I didn't want to just say things to sound like trendy and cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I feel like uh, a lot of times in culture, not just church culture, in, every, in worldly culture just right now, just culture of 2021, whatever, or 22, wherever we are. <laughs> I don't even know where I am. Um <laughs> Like, I feel like there's always, like, this expectation of, like, this is the trend or this is, you know, you have to look a certain way. But, you guys, we can, we can do all of this without him. We can, do, we can do church without him, you know. And it's like, I can get up here and I can tell you all the, the coolest revelation and things, and he cannot even be in, not even be in it. My husband was gone this weekend, and uh, I missed him so much. But he was doing a tennis tournament. And... I went about my day the same as if he would have been home. I did everything without him. Like, I still cooked. I still cleaned. I still tended to my kids. I did everything the same, but something was missing. Like, my house was empty. Like, that joy in my heart that comes from that, that, that oneness, that unity, that, that daily just intimacy was gone. And so even though I was able to do all the same things and my day looked the same, if anybody would have came over, it would have been like, oh, same Karen, you know, but it was different. My heart was empty. And so we can get caught up doing all of the same things. We can do, we can do church without him. We can cast out demons without him. We can heal the sick without him. We can prophesy in his name. And still, we can do it all without him. Like, how good is he, Right? Like, he's so good that he allows us to, <laughs> to heal the sick. So I could come into a service and get healed because of his goodness, but he still might not be there. Something to think about, right? So uh, I just I want to give some hope um, to any of you, wherever you're at. If there are, you, there are those of you who are going through things right now, I read this yesterday, and it just leaped in my spirit. And so I just want to share this with you as, as family and because uh, I hope it helps you. And so it's First Peter, and it's starting in chapter 1, verse 3, and it says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus. It is by his great mercy that we've been born again because God raised Jesus from the dead. And now we live with great expectation. Are y'all are you, are you expectant? <laughs> Are y'all expectant? <laughs> and we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive the salvation, which is already being revealed on the last day for all to see. So be truly glad. There's wonderful joy ahead even though you must endure many trials for a little while. But these trials will show that your faith is genuine. It's being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, 
Through your, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it'll bring much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus is revealed to the whole world. Have you ever been going through something and you're like, I don't know why this is happening. God, you're so good. Why am I going through this? <laughs> been, has anybody been there? Dude, I've been in so many trials where I'm like, Lord, like it was supposed to be easier when I said yes to you, right? No. <laughs> you're, I think whenever we shake hands and partner with the Lord, easiness, the definition to it just kind of changes. Because now it's, it's not easy in our own strength. It's easy in His. And it's up to us to learn how to step into His and out of ours. <laughs> Jesus. And so this is why we go through things, you guys. It's not about us. If you're going through something, it's not about you. I love you, but it's not about you. <laughs> it's about Him. It's all about Him, you guys. Every... Every high place, every low place, every good day, every bad day, it's not about you. It's about Him. It's about Him. And so when we know kind of the big picture of it all, like, Lord, I'm not going through this because you want to see if I'm a good girl or a bad girl. You know, it's not that. It's you want to see if I'm going to partner with truth and I'm going to still allow this to, hey, I'm going to use this to glorify my Father in heaven, right? Because all things for the glory of God. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring much praise, glory, and honor to Jesus. To Jesus. It's not about us. I feel like that takes off a lot of pressure. Like, this isn't about me. I have arrows coming at my back, but this isn't about me. It's about Him. And so He has to mean more to us than our level of comfort. Lord, you mean more to me, so I'll take these arrows, I'll take these lies, I'll take these accusations because I love you more than I love my comfort. That part where it says, uh, be truly glad. Be truly glad whenever you're going through trials. That word glad, I didn't write down the Greek word, but um, if you need a you know, go back, and, go back and read it and study it. It's really cool. But it means to leap for joy. So leap for joy. Jump in celebration when you're going through trials. <laughs> One of my favorite strategies, I was actually sharing this with Justin and Nicole in the sound booth because uh, I was feeling a little apprehensive. I was like, I knew I was supposed to speak, and I was like, I really don't even feel like I have it to get, like, I feel like, <laughs> like, I'm going to bomb this, is what I was feeling. I was putting pressure on me, right? I wasn't looking at him. I was looking at what Karen could give you guys, and Karen can't give you all nothing, but he can give you everything. And so I was putting a lot of unnecessary pressure on myself, and I just told him, I was like, my strategy is I'm just going to pour it all out in worship, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dance off every chain, every fear, every worry, every doubt, every mirror that's on me. Until he's the only thing left standing. <laughs> and so there's so much strategy in your praise. It's your weapon. It's your warfare. Sometimes we have to get up here and leap for joy. Because we might get it here, but we might not get it here. But when we get it in our dance, it causes us to come into agreement. I might, not, I might be up here and I may not have even felt like dancing or shouting or singing. But bless the Lord, oh my soul. 
not because I want to, but soul, you are going to get up here and dance and you're going to come into agreement with the truth. Right? Because our flesh don't want to praise the Lord, but when we make ourselves, I feel like this is kind of like a, one of those things. It's like, you know what to do, just do it. That's a sign of maturity. A two-year-old doesn't know necessarily when to get up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom, but a 10-year-old does right? Like there's the signs of maturity. There's fruit of maturity. And so knowing what you need to do and actually doing it is a sign of maturity. And we are a mature bride, right? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> We're maturing. Trials will show that our faith is genuine. Fruit will always speak for itself. How we respond. I feel like responding is one of those things that the Lord has dealt so much in my life, and my heart, um, and just showing me like how much our response really shows our heart. Because the moment He corrects us, if we're just like, no, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that shows that, hey, I'm not, there's places in my heart where I'm not abiding in Him because I'm not allowing Him to cut away those things. And so how you respond, like how are we responding whenever He's calling us to come away with Him? When he's saying, hey, cut that off. Hey, I'm not calling you into that. Why are you partnering with that? What is our response? Are we ignoring it? You know? And so I think a lot of times that we're not even truly going through trials, I think that we're just resisting and wrestling with the instruction of the Lord and what he's calling us into. much more to say. I'm just trying to listen and see if there's anything else I feel like the Lord wants to kind of say. I used to, it used to be so uncomfortable for me, like the stillness, like to sit in the stillness or the quietness of the Lord. And it's still not that comfortable. But like, just like the obscurity we were talking about, like he just wants to be found in those areas that are uncomfortable for us. And so I just pray that, Lord, that we would, we would love you more than we love our own comfort. That it would mean more to us to bring you glory and honor than it would to, to stay in a place of comfortableness. That we'd step out of ourselves and into what you're calling us into. Father, just declare a boldness over every individual here, Lord, to just say yes. Lord, if there's compromise in our hearts, I pray that you would just expose and convict us like never before, Father, that we would disengage with all compromise. Jesus, we just make you the center. give you everything. Because that's what lovers do. 